It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers Podcast. I am your host, Travis Hauser, PGA professional, living here in Carlsbad, California. This is a milestone. One year of podcasting. This is episode 52 of the Raising Golfers Podcast, and I couldn't be more proud of the fact that all of you listeners have supported this podcast for a year now, and I hope that there's been a lot of positive things that you've taken away from the podcast that's helped you as either a parent or golf coach or even a player listening on this podcast because I think there's a lot of value through all the episodes that have been recorded on this podcast. You know, it's interesting looking back on the podcast, just kind of a a year of reflection and review of where this all began. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, when I started this podcast a year ago, I was actually not living here in California. I was living in a place that does have golf, but it is not their national sport. It's where my wife is from, which is Poland. And we were there due to reasons related to COVID-19. And prior to that, I was actually coaching golf in China. But we were in Poland as our safe haven for a while after our second child was born. And there wasn't really any golf coaching opportunities for me to be had. So, you know, my primary focus was to be there with my family. And that is what I did. And that's where I was for almost a year's time last year in Poland. So the thought was, well, what can I do that is related to golf? And I've always been a big podcast fan of of different types of genres. And I thought, you know, maybe I could start a podcast where you know, really the premise is more about junior golf and kind of almost like a guide for listeners of coaches and parents and players to listen in on to have kind of a deeper thought and discussions on junior golf. I had no idea what I was doing. I've never recorded a podcast before. I'd never been a guest on a podcast. All I knew was that I needed a microphone and I needed a way to figure out how to record audio and find a way to upload it so I can share it with the public around the world. So I ended up getting a microphone. I remember the day I went and bought a set of headphones. And the funny thing is we didn't know how long we were going to be in Poland for. So we didn't have really a solid wireless network from where we were living in our apartment. So we actually had like one of those like little mobile like 4G things that you can move or take around with you. You can, you know, you take it in the car, wherever you go. And I was even worried. I was like, geez, I hope that these recordings even work out because if I'm calling people in different parts of the world, you know, my biggest fear was that the audio was going to cut out and all of these technical problems. Well, fast forward a year later, we've had very, very minor issues with those things. I think the recording audio has been very good. And I'm very happy looking back on what the year has done for me. And, um, you know, all of the people that I've met, whether it's been parents I've had on the podcast, different coaches, or even players, and just the new relationships that I've been able to create just because of this podcast. And don't get me wrong, you know, doing a podcast, it's it is a lot of work, you know, you have to organize 
the times to do the recordings. I edit every podcast myself. You have to do write-ups. There's there's a lot of things that go into it, and I truly enjoy it. And it's it, it's been a lot of pleasure doing it. And uh, the point, the reason I'm bringing this up is there were times that I did want to give up, and I was thinking, you know, maybe, you know, maybe this podcast is just, you know, it's it, maybe it's just too much work. Maybe I need to rethink. You know, is it worth doing this podcast? These thoughts went through my head, but I always came back to the premise of no, this is there's a reason why I started this podcast. And I need to I also reflect on where it has taken me and where I am today and how important this podcast has been to me. And so, you know, just having that with the thought of me being not only a golf coach, but also a parent raising golfers myself at a very young age, you know, the value I've gotten from this podcast has just been huge. So this episode is kind of about reasons why we don't want to give up and you know why we don't want to give up as a player and why we don't want to give up as parents or coaches who are supporting junior golfers so it's interesting just a little bit of background before we get into this is I've mentioned on the podcast before that I'm in Carlsbad California the only reason that I'm here is because of this podcast I had a guest on the podcast it was actually going all the way back to episode two. Matt Reagan from Operation 36 was a guy that I've stayed connected with over the whole last year. And he kind of knew my story about, you know, why I was in Poland and, you know, having to leave China unexpectedly because of COVID-19 and knew that I was going to be starting over with our family here in America and he wanted to kind of help me resettle myself here in the United States. So we would have weekly Zoom calls and we would touch base about what I was doing. And he gave me a lot of motivation on how to try to find a different facility. And he basically told me, he's like, look, you got to narrow down the geographical location of where you might be interested. You're going to have to start calling them. You're going to have to start almost pitching them the product and service that you would like to provide and kind of really helped groom me through very difficult times of trying to find a place to settle down and work and live with my family. And, you know, I had called almost 100 different facilities. I would even spend entire days on the road just dropping into golf courses, providing my information, trying to talk to general managers, and nothing was really coming about it. And you know, deep down, the words that came to my mind was don't give up, Travis, just don't give up. Something is going to come about. Well, over those conversations with Matt, he said, you know, our organization, Operation 36, we actually just did a webinar with a management company called Touchstone Golf. And he said they're primarily in California and have a lot of courses in Southern California. He thinks that they would be quite keen to have somebody come in, do Operation 36, and implement developmental programs. So he said, why don't you look at all of those facilities and see if you can touch base with them and see if they would be interested in having somebody like yourself. So long story short, I called all of the golf courses of Touchstone Golf. I found a few down here in San Diego. Um, one of the voicemails that I left, I got a response right away back saying, you know what, this is exactly what we are looking for. And it matches up with what the golf course is trying to do going forward with developmental programs in junior golf and ladies and even men. 
And uh, I had a Zoom call with the golf course and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to hop on a plane. I want to come down and see the facility. I want you to meet me. I would like to meet you. And the next week I hopped on a plane, came down to San Diego and I saw the facility, which I'm currently working at and thought this is absolutely perfect. And it was just almost like a, a true blessing that I was able to find this facility through one of the guests on the podcast, Matt Reagan from Operation 36. And so the point of this story was, is that there was a lot of times when I was searching for a new place to work that again, I wanted to give up. And I was just thinking, you know, what am I doing this for? You know, why is that nobody sees the value I'd like to bring to their facility? But every day I was getting rejection, 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 rejection. And I just had to keep telling myself, just don't give up. Don't give up. There is going to be an opportunity around the corner. I just don't know when. I feel like it's coming soon. And then bang, I got that message from Matt Reagan. I touched base with all of the courses at Touchstone Golf. Then I got a callback from one of the voicemails I left for the general manager. It happened to be here in Carlsbad. And just by location, facility, it ticked off all the boxes for me. And I ticked off all the boxes for them. And it's worked out perfectly. So that is my long-winded story of my personal experience of not giving up, but also how much value this podcast has given to me and given me an opportunity to live in what I feel is one of the best places in the world and do what I love doing, which is coaching golf. Now, I've got some great things here from the podcast. If you go on to the Raising Golfers website, I've listed all of the guests' wisdom from all of the episodes, and I kind of like to go through and just highlight one piece of wisdom from all the guests that we've had on the podcast, because I think just hearing some of these things will kind of resonate with where you are and what you're doing with Raising Golfers. So we're going to start all the way back on episode one with Tom Hefford from Golf Cubs. He said, there's no blueprint or manual on how to raise your children. And I think that is very, very important. And I think you can also relate that just to how to raise a golfer. There is no blueprint and there is no one way of doing it. And I think we have to really adapt to all of the junior golfers in different ways in their unique uh, individual selves. On episode two, Matt Reagan, again from Operation 36, he said, you can get a beginner golfer on the course from day one. So just think that through if you are listening, you've got a young toddler or you have somebody who is just starting the game of golf and you're worried about their technical ability. I think what you need to do is think, don't worry about getting them on the golf course or wait for that magic time to be able to get them on the golf course or wait for their technical ability and skills to improve. You can get them on the golf course today. I would recommend, and I think Matt Reagan from Operation 36 would as well, is have them start really close to the hole so it's a lot less intimidating and they have a very, very clear goal and it makes it very simple because they're only really using one or two clubs, which would be probably a putter and maybe a sand wedge and let them play every hole like that and that's going to spark their interest. Now, episode three was my friend Chris Odinger. He's the head golf coach at Holy Names University. And he said, when you have a good team around you, you're more likely to have your emotions in check. And I think that's really huge for aspiring college golfers that when you're searching for a college or university to go play at, I think you have to look at more than just what the school is or what the ranking of that team is, you got to look at what the players are. And I think you got to make sure that those players really mesh well with yourself. 
episode four was Hayden Huey. He was a Division II college golfer, and now he is a professional golfer. And he said, never stop working hard because you never know what opportunities you're going to have in the future. And I think that's huge. And that's in line with my feelings of what I had when I was searching for a new job, a new place to work. And I think that is very true for young junior golfers because we just don't know when the change or spark or ability or skill level is just going to snap of the fingers and change. And it can. It doesn't necessarily happen quickly. But going back to at least my story, junior golf is when I was 14, 15 years old, I was not a good golfer. By the time I was 16, 17, I was a plus handicap. And I I think a lot of it was just because I didn't give up. I kept working hard. I had a burning desire to be really, really good at the game of golf. And it just helped elevate me to the next level. But if I had thought, you know, this just isn't working, I'm not any good. You never know, you know, you could be just one step away from that, just that next step of success or change. And um, I think that's a great quote from Hayden. Episode five, we had Steve Yellen from his book, Simplicity. And what he talked about was fear blocks the mind from uh, accessing deeper levels of wholeness. And I think what he really went into was a lot of those things related to believing in yourself and how doubt can kill your ability to perform at a high level. And so I think it's really important just to really, really think about some of the things to very to to free ourselves up. And he talks a lot about wholeness and if we can access the wholeness in our body, then we can really access the physical abilities that we already have in our own golf game. All right, next up, we had episode six with Gavin Grinvillewood. His wisdom was trust that your kids are going to make mistakes and that's okay. And I think this is huge because I think it's part of the learning process that we have to really, really analyze and think through that we don't need to step in necessarily right after they swing and miss the ball or after they hit a shot that's not very good. I think part of the learning process is that they're going to make mistakes, and I think that is totally okay. Episode 7, Kate Tempesta from Birdie Basics. She said, childhood isn't something we need to rush through to get to the other side. And I think if we think about that, which is the relation of golf is, you know, I teach a lot of classes similar to Kate Tempesta, Kate Tempesta, where we have preschoolers coming in, we use tennis balls and big plastic clubs. I don't think there needs to be a rush to get through to the real golf clubs. I think the experiences are the most important thing. And I think we need to really just enjoy in the moment of those experiences that we're having, no matter where your junior golfer is in their progression or their skills or their age. Episode eight, we had Maria Castellucci and Jason Voits from Kitty Caddy. And their wisdom was be a support for them, meaning junior golfers. Let them know that you are there for them no matter what happens, if they succeed or if they fail. Great, great wisdom there. Episode nine was Miguel Perez. He's the father of Zevi Perez. And he said, don't try to force any sport on your kid. Let them pick whatever they want to do and then give them 100%. And he said that from experience because he's from Puerto Rico and he really wished his son would play baseball. It didn't work out that way. His son loved the game of golf and he's given him 100% support and things are going really well for Zevi and he's thriving in the sport himself. 
episode 10, a regular here on the podcast, we got Neil Plimmer, and he was talking about Jolf, his company, and he said, let children be in control of their learning. Totally true. And I think it's really important to let them experience play. And again, kind of going back to the mistakes that Gavin talked about was, you know, I think we need to set up an environment for them, let them thrive and let them control their learning. Episode 11 was Alexis Keating. She was a division one college golfer. And her wisdom was my parents did everything they could to support me and reach my goals at a young age. And I think that was not necessarily just pushing her to become the best golfer, but also kind of going back to what Neil had mentioned, which is basically that letting children be in control of their learning. Her parents helped support her, but they took a step back and they didn't push her. And I think there's a big difference between the two. And I think that's really, really important to think through if you are a parent of a junior golfer listening in. Episode 12, we had David Emmerich from Goat Hill. And he said, fun is three things. Love what you're doing, who you're doing it with, and where you are doing it. So true. I think it's great. I think we need to get kids out there paired up with other junior golfers. I think that's just such an important element and thing to think through about how children really assess what fun is. And that environment includes not only just the surroundings, but also the people that you are with. All right. Now we had episode 13, Nicole Katz. She's the mother of Asher Katz. And she said, it's such a great sport to share with your children. I talk about this all the time with some of the parents in my program. And I said, look, it's a sport that you can play with your children for the rest of your lives. I stole that from Matt Reagan from Operation 36. But it's so true. And it's something that you can either play alongside them with, or you can go out and watch them um, like many other sports, but I think golf is great. You know, you're in the outdoors. Uh, it's a very beautiful, calm setting, and it's just something you can do together forever. Uh, episode 14 was Ewan McIntyre. He's the author of Gregor the Golf Ball. It's a fantastic child book, children's golf book. And my son still loves reading that book. And every time he sees a crow, he says, it's Gregor, Gregor. But his wisdom was curiosity sparks imagination. So true. Let's keep our learning environments where children are curious. And I think imagination will spark. And I think that will play a huge role in their development long term. Episode 15 was Richard Franklin. He's the founder of Discover Golf. He said, let the joy of play meander in its own course and just love every minute of it. He's a big proponent of play for children and the importance of play. I couldn't agree more with him. Um, it, it really is an important part of the development, and I don't think we have to look past play too soon. And I think as an adult watching children play games or do different activities, I think before you jump into the mindset of this is an actual golf or I don't see the point of this, I think you have to really think about what those benefits possibly could be, whether it's competition or learning to play through adversity or learning from your mistakes. There's a lot of things from play that you can translate over to actual course play or tournament play or skills through life. Episode 16 was Shriyaj Yadav. He was the amateur golfer from rural India. And what he said was, don't get affected by things that are happening around you. Stay dedicated. And I think he was just saying, you know, for him, from his personal life and experience, you know, he doesn't have any golf facility near him. He goes out and practices on a field. You know, he said he could get affected and dwell on what he doesn't have, but he actually thinks more in the positive what he does have. And that has really gotten him to where he is today and the success in his golf. 
episode 17, Neil came, Neil Plimmer came back on the podcast and this was about winning. And he said, we are all winning. And if we aren't winning, we are learning. And if we are learning, we are winning. And that was kind of the sum up of that episode of winning and some of the values behind winning that we should be thinking about beyond just the success of winning and winning. All right, episode 18 was David and Jennifer McLaren, parents of Liam McLaren. Uh, They live up in Canada, and what they said was where he loses, he is going to find the most lessons. And I think they've seen their child go through different parts of adversity and learning you know, from the environment says he's playing in, he does play competitive golf already, but they think that it's just such a good learning opportunity for him by playing the game of golf. Episode 19 was Alexis Hayes. She was a former college golfer and golf professional. And she said, there isn't a timeline on when you need to be successful. And I think that's so true because I was thinking back to that example of me when I was a teenager age 14, age 15, I was not a good golfer, but I started having success a little bit later. And I don't think that we should judge children based on other children and comparisons are very, very dangerous. So let the success happen when it happens, but it doesn't need to be happening right now. Uh, Episode 20, Neil Plummer and I were talking about the power of environment and community. Neil's quote was the power of golf is within the environment and community involved. And I totally agree. I think if you are in a positive learning environment, whether it's your lessons or the whole group around your uh, the golf program, I think children are going to thrive. They're going to want to be at the facility. It's going to feel like home, and they are going to really, really enjoy the sport for a really, really long time. Uh, episode 21 was Neil again with me. We we're talking about raising golfers, and the quote here was for me. Adults' role is so important, yet so delicate. And it's one of those things we have to think about day in and day out about the words we say, the body language we use. And it's a really, really important role that cannot be overlooked. However, we have to be very, very, very careful about, you know, the words that we say and... um, you know, the support system that we have for the junior golfers and just some of the actions and things that we do because it is a very, very important role and children do look up to us. Episode 22, Gavin Grinvillewood. And we were talking about failure as a feature. He said, failure is a tool to take steps forward, not to dwell on and think about what you did wrong. Episode 23, we had Roy Ellis and we were talking about technology and um, different parts of junior golf. And he said, golf is a social activity. It is supposed to be fun. This is something that we hear a lot from different guests on the podcast is the importance of fun and play. Uh, Episode 24, Neil Plimmer was talking about embracing the process. And he said, there's no rush to childhood. Childhood is something to be lived. That goes back to what Kate Tempesta said as well. I don't think there's a rush to get through childhood. I think that we just have to think about the process and embrace and totally enjoy the process. Episode 25, we had Emily and Alan Chin, and we were talking about their Division I golfer, Alex Chin, and they said the main thing as parents is you have to trust the process, which goes right in with the previous episode that Neil and I talked about. And I think if we can get our mindset as parents around that, I think we'll be able to help our junior golfers thrive, not just looking at the current and immediate results. 
episode 26, we had Michael Hebron on learning, and he had a lot of really cool things to share, but he said, raise children with a moral compass, support self-discovery skills, and tell them you love them every single day. Great advice there. Episode 27, Kimberly Liu on golf and life and balance and how golf has gotten her to where she is in her professional career, which is not in golf any longer. She's joined the Navy, but she said, my coach showed me how to handle failure and how to handle success. So great shout out to her coach. And that was something that she remembered and how she got through some of the adversity of playing college golf. And I think it's huge advice for longevity and development of junior golfers all the way into their adulthood. Episode 28, Michelle Holmes on playing forever. She said, children are keen learners, especially if we are teaching them the way they know how to learn. Couldn't agree more with that quote. It's so important that we have to be able to teach them at a level that they understand the game. And I think that the environment has to be taught to them in a very, very important way. And One thing that we discussed on one of the episodes, it was with Nicole Weller. She said, can you imagine a kindergarten student going into a college university lecture? And just think about how a kindergarten student learns versus a college student. Would you do the same thing with their golf learning environment? Meaning if you have a kid coming in, they're five years old, and you put them on the mat in the driving range and basically give them a lecture about technique, do you think they're going to thrive in that environment? I think you can answer that question. (laughs) Episode 29, we had Mr. We had Kabdi Rashid Shushin, and he is raising six golfers. He's got six children playing the game of golf. Talk about don't giving up. I'll tell you what. He said the older ones are teaching the younger ones, and it's a great way for them all to learn together and connect. And I've seen it. I see the stuff he posts on his social media. You can really see how helpful his older children are to the younger ones and I'll tell you what you gotta check out their golf swings and their game and just their passion and love for the game it's crazy 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 cool to see and you know big shout out to him he's raising six golfers he could have easily given up at any point along the way but he has not and he and his wife are doing a fantastic job making sure that their six golfers are loving the game all right next up we had episode 30 it was just me on the upcoming golf season And one thing I said is that it's not our game, it's theirs. And when they're ready, they're ready, and they will let us know. So important. Don't need to rush them back into the sport. I think it's so, so important to let the children lead that conversation. Episode 31, Dave Malone on Junior Golf. He had a great book that he talked about in his episode. The book he wrote was Coaching Parents for the New Generation of Junior Golfers. And he said, parents have a huge impact on their child's desire to play golf. And I totally agree. I think that if the parents can help children find those positive environments and support them in a positive way, I think their desire will go up and up and up. Episode 32, Jonathan Ochoa on different methodologies of teaching. He said, you learn a lot faster playing on the golf course. So true. Last week, we had our Operation 36 nine-hole challenge. I actually had a lady golfer come to me and she said, you know what? I feel like I learned so much playing out in the golf course today. It was my first time out there. And she said, I think the golf course can really teach me a lot of things about why I need to hit the shots I need to hit. And I said, I couldn't agree more. All right. Episode 33, Neil Plimmer back on the podcast. Every single child is unique 
They learn in different ways. They have different experiences. Totally true. Episode 34, Richard Stamper on junior golf clubs. He said you can learn a lot watching good golf swings. And I think he also connected that with, you know, his experience, what he's seen raising his children through the game of golf and how he started his golf club, uh, golf club company, Epic Golf. Episode 35 was Alana Urell. She's an LPGA tour player. And one of her quotes was, always say yes to opportunity. And I think that's so true because a lot of times we can fear away from opportunity. And if we say no, we don't know what that opportunity is going to lead to. So I think that was great advice from her. Episode 36, Josh Nichols on the mental game. He said, I think the mental game can benefit everyone if only for the benefit of enjoying the game more. So true. And this is directly related to me and my golf game. I've really worked on my mental game over the last few years. And my enjoyment for the game, I think, is higher than it's ever been. And I couldn't agree more. And I think if we can teach that to junior golfers and even to adults, I think the more we can get people to enjoy the game, the better. Uh, Episode 37, Rich O'Brien on growing the game. And he said, "When, when kids see other kids playing golf, they think they can do it too. It's a beautiful thing. Totally agree. Talked about before monkey see, monkey do. But I think also just related to that positive environment, it goes a really, really long way. Episode 38, we had Lynn Marriott and Pia Nielsen from Vision 54 talking about the human skills. And they said, every player has a unique way to play great. And they've got this wonderful book that's called Be a Player. And it's the importance of not just being a practicer or golf ball hitter on the driving range. It's actually about being a player on the golf course. Great book, resource. Go check that out. Share it in the show notes. Uh, Episode 39, we had Jim Hardy from U.S. Kids Golf. Famous quote, we make golf fun enough, long enough, so the kids can't get enough. Let that resonate in your mind as a golf coach, as a parent. It has to be exactly how he put that and summed it up. It's so true, so important. Couldn't agree more. Now, episode 40, it was me. It was a letter to parents. And I think what I'd like to say here is just thank you, parents, for all that you do. I think parents are wonderful supporters of junior golfers and of course their children growing up but I think parents do so much and so many great things for the game of golf and for the junior golfers so thank you so much episode 41 Nicole Weller uh, we were talking about preschoolers and she said it's important that kids get to explore life and explore life through golf and I think golf is a great way to explore many things in life and I think we we set the environment properly for them at the developmental age and also their current age, I think children will thrive beyond the game of golf. Episode 42, we had Joshua Kinchin and we were talking about US Kids Golf Clubs and the quote there was, if it doesn't fit, they just may quit. So make sure you have well-fitted golf clubs for your junior golfers. We don't want them too heavy, especially, and we need to make sure that they're proper length as well because if the clubs aren't right, like you said, they just might walk away from the sport. So if it doesn't fit, they just may quit. Then episode 43, we had Dr. Beth Brown on life lessons through sports. And she said, rate fun, effort, and focus. And I think that's taking away from rating children about results. And that is not what we want from adults because I don't think that's the best way to rate children. So great quote there from Dr. Beth Brown. And episode 44 was Tim Kramer 
on beliefs and emotions. And he said, what we believe is what we are about to see. And I think it's very, very true is again, kind of going back to the mental and emotional side of the game of golf is we start thinking certain things, then we start believing them and then we actually start doing them. So hopefully those things are positive. And I'm going to skip all the way up because the last uh, episodes 45 through 50 was just myself. And I'd like to go to episode 51 last week. And that was with Dave Malone again. We we're talking about building confidence in juniors. And he said, first question I encourage adults to ask children is, are you proud of how you handled yourself today? I think it's a great question to ask as opposed to saying, you know, what was your score or, you know, how are your results and things like that? And I think that's a great question to ask junior golfers to keep them involved with the process. But also, I think long term, it helps build their confidence. Now, that was the sum up of the guest's wisdom over the entire year of the podcast. So much great wisdom from everybody. Go onto the website again, check that out. I think it's so important. Now, last thing I want to just touch on here is for coaches and for parents about the idea of never give up. And what I would like to say here is that I think we have to encourage players in the process. And I saw a post on social media. It was from Chris Schmiel. He runs the Future Champions Golf here in San Diego. And he posted Xander Schauffele's scores from, I believe it was like 2010 or 2011. And I think his score from either the tournament or from that particular round, he was like plus 15. And I think he was, I don't know, 20th place or something like that. And that was at the end of the event. And basically his premise was that he remembers Xander coming up as a junior golfer and he wasn't the best golfer at that point. But at some point, you know, his skills obviously exceeded everybody else's. And I think the reasons that he was trying to highlight, though, was that he kept working hard. He had a lot of drive. His desire to be good at golf was high, even though maybe he wasn't the best that time. And he and his father, who was his coach, you know, really embraced the process more than anything. And you look at those results when he was a junior golfer, he wasn't winning, he wasn't the best junior golfer in his area or nationally ranked, I would believe at that point. But then look where he is. And just last week, he took home the gold for the Olympics. So to sum everything up here, I think all of that wisdom I shared today, I hope gives you some type of motivation to just don't give up on junior golfers don't give up on the process because you don't know when the opportunity is going to come and you don't know if it's just around the corner or not so keep your head down trust the process make sure that the junior golfers are enjoying the game of golf and their experiences stay positive for their entire lives i think it's so important listeners thank you so much for tuning into the raising golfers podcast It's been one heck of a year, and I look forward to what is coming up here on the podcast and just the future of golf. But again, I can't thank you guys enough for the support, the kind words, and all the messages that you guys sent out to me. It's it's motivated me to not give up on this podcast, and it's motivated me to be a better parent, coach, and even a player here in the game of golf. So thank you so much. Look forward to having you here back on the podcast soon, and... I hope that you all have a wonderful week. Thank you for a great, wonderful year. Take care.